we haven't had a guest that we don't know in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> if if at all ever. I don't think we've ever had a guest ever that we don't that know. That we don't know? Yeah, this is Completely. exciting. Yeah, let us know if this is super boring for you. But for us, well, this, is thr- this is thrilling. Yeah, this is going to be a thrill. It's huge. But before we even get started, my name is Bo. And my name is Mike. And you're listening to... can be i'm in the closet bows on his chair don't don't be like all courteous you're in the shit closet it's called the shit closet (laughs) tell people where you are all right i'm in the shit closet (laughs) bows in the shit house chair in his living room and we have a very special episode coming to you today tell them all about it bo well we have a guest you know but uh we haven't had one that's a stranger we already mentioned it but guess what because we have (gasps) Thank you so much for that wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta drink some water after that. Yeah, every time. go ahead, take a re- re- recover uh, from from that beautiful introduction. Bo. Yeah, that's what we get a lot when we give people the the old uh, tope treatment when they come on. They're like, "Wow, my balls." <laughs> you, know, you know, I actually think that's been a response from another another guest. So I don't know if it's that might have been when we did it. You know, live and not on Zoom. But Mario, hello. hello. Who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy who grew up uh, watching uh, too much of uh, Eric Bischoff WCW and decided to make uh, play too much of the No Mercy video games. And then I was like, yeah. let's make a career. Out of oh. let's, pl- let's play some video games. Let's do some video stuff. So. I what favorite favorite of those in 64. Is it No Mercy? I feel like I loaded the question there. <laughs> I think it, honestly, WCW uh, NWO Revenge is probably the one that I go to in my mind the most because I remember the intro, which is just yeah. like Tonka Truck, and then like Sting is like there's a light blinging on him. Like that's what I remember. Oh yeah, like and there's, smoke, in the there's like of the shitty street. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Very that's cinematic. That's one thousand what I have to think of every time when I think about the old N sixty four games. Of course. Yeah. Well, um. Before we start, how how old are you, if you don't mind throwing uh, that on on wax? I'm thirty. So okay, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so, okay. So I was thinking you're a little bit. I thought you were a little bit younger, but that's good. That's good. Yeah. So Mike and I are in our late thirties. Um, so we're probably playing the N64 games around I mean, the same I'm, time. I'm firmly Roughly. in my yeah. mid thirties. I am thirty five <laughs> years old. Really, just snuck that in. We are in our late thirties. That is very. That is true for one of us, and not true. For the other, but I digress. Please continue. Go ahead. Okay, so you mentioned video games. So where where would people know you? And uh, actually, while before we even get started, let's do little plugs real quick. Where can people find you? Oh online? yeah, do it. 
Sure, sure, sure. You'll find me at uh, twitter.com slash thatmariorivera, where I am collecting as much people as as possibly can on the Galactus of the internet, so please mm-hmm. give me as much follows as possible. Hey everyone, it's Bo Baxter Rosser here. Quick editor's note, since recording this, Mario has actually left Dual Shockers and is now part of a YouTube channel called Point in Progress. So head over to YouTube, search Point in Progress, and give them a like. Subscribe. Notifications. The whole fucking deal. Do it. Thanks. So, <clears throat> sorry, my throat's still totally extremely fine. dry from the, the, the screaming. And also, you know, there's nerves because, again, none of us know each other. I don't know Mike. I don't know Mario. Mario doesn't know Bo. Mario doesn't know Mike. No, but it's always Mike. a fun bonding experience when we do this podcast with someone yeah. else because we have typically we have a lot of fun, uh, and then we and we we share our feelings about wrestling. So sure. yeah, we get real deep. We get real deep, and we get real heavy. It's actually a it's, it's a it's a talky talk podcast. It's not comedy. We just talk about our feelings really on this one. But before we get started, I want to know more about Mario, sure. your wrestling past. Like, when did you become a fan? Have you ever not been a fan? All that kind of fun stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I honestly have been a fan, man, since I was a kid. Uh, I think my dad was the one that actually showed me wrestling. I remember it being on television, um, and we were watching, obviously, on TNT. I'm primarily the WCW kid that then learned to like the WWE and going forward yeah. and stuff like that. Obviously, I remember the WWF originally, um, but I, but uh, for some reason, WCW captured that mentality. I know before I, we were recording, but you we were talking a little bit about the MCU and superheroes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like this is also the same time I'm watching like Darkwing Duck and X-Men, and yeah. uh, the Batman animated series, and I'm all into it. And then when I see live-action action figures fighting each other, like Sting, Ric mm-hmm. Flair, uh, the entire NWO, which is just fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> that was like, they became Pokemon. Just yes. like, let's get all the wrestlers. Let's just gather them all. Let's get, let's, it's meaningless now. Let's just get all these wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now on, now on NWO, we have Buff Bagwell, because why not? Yeah, put Vincent, he's there. I think actually Vincent was there from the start, from the jump, though. I had a follow-up question with that, but it's gone. That's another thing in this podcast. Sure. I, I like get going and I forget stuff really quickly. Yeah, he'll get going. So you really latched on to WCW, and yes. uh, was did was there a time after you were a uh, fan? We're, we're we're talking like mid late nineties here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about mid late late nineties, going to like ninety seven, ninety eight. I want to say I'm like seven or eight at this point. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> Prime there time a, for these. Is there a moment <laughs> after you were super into wrestling where you got out of wrestling and you were not watching any product or enjoying it or what? I'm not sure if I ever remember like making the full switch to like Attitude Era WWE or anything. I'm, from what I remember is the last thing I actually remember is Shane McMahon showing up and like taunting his dad. And then I think I jumped over. You would have had to, because it sounds like you, that's the last episode of my show is what you're talking (laughs) about. So it's not next week. It just wasn't there. I guess I got to check this other thing out. And then, you know, some people showed up, obviously, you know, you have the new radicals like, uh, uh, 
De Malenko and uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to avoid some of them. We know we know what we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah what we're know. talking we, about we, Perry Eddie Saturn. Guerrero and Saturn and someone yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else yes. that has shown up in way too many Watchamanias. Watchamanias are our watch along series sure. of the podcast, <laughs> and that guy just keeps showing up. Damn it, <laughs> he, he just keeps up showing up. On call. <laughs> Literally last night, I was just talking about. Oh yeah, you know, just talking about wrestling. And I don't know, it was crazy. But yeah, <laughs> but then I remember John Cena showed up, and then I just zoned out. Like I just. Pulled out for some reason. Don't okay. Know why. Okay. Yeah. So age difference. Um, so I, I'm going to be 38 this year, but I also was watching exactly what you're watching. I was just, yeah. you know, in high school and that also I've talked, Mike and I've talked about this is that once we kind of moved into that ruthless aggression after 2002, Yeah. I had graduated my senior year, 2002, I graduated and I kind of, I went to school and kind of left wrestling behind almost the same time you did just mm-hmm. different age. So yeah, I missed all the John Cena stuff up until I came back to watching it in 2011. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's weird that it's the ruthless aggression stuff is like a blind spot for me. <laughs> I was totally gone for the attitude stuff. I, I tuned out around 97, 97, 98. Uh, and then as I was a little bit older and I was like, you know what? I can just sort of watch this in the privacy of my home when no one has to know. Or like judge me for it. Like I can I can fully watch wrestling on Monday nights and like I don't have anyone to share it with, but that's okay. So I kind of tuned in for the ruthless aggression stuff after uh, the WCW buyout, and that's the era from which we're going to be drawing today. And son of a bitch, I just realized that he who shall not be named definitely plays a role in why yeah, this yeah, match yeah, is yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> we'll get. We're not gonna tell you what match we're watching yet. But sure. you can probably guess the wrestler because because you gave us. We give our guests uh, questions, a questionnaire. We give you homework to do before you come on, so that we can pick you a perfect four to five star or higher match. And you answered. I won't give the answers away. You already kind of mentioned how. Uh, let's see. I have I have notes here. Um, you you mentioned you like kind of the the not the everyman but the underdog story. Literally the smaller fighter against the larger than life fighter sure yeah so that's all i gave mike my wrestling historian <clears throat> i said here it is who are you gonna grab and when you think underdogs in wrestling this man is one of the most under does that make sense <laughs> before daniel bryan sure yeah there was the man of the match that we're gonna get to later and that's eddie guerrero thank you <laughs> versus Brock Lesnar at No Way Out in 2004 is what we're going to watch. Yeah, I have not either. And I don't think Mike has either. Mm. He just knows about the whole thing. So this is going to be fresh for all of us. Sweet. Um, But we'll get to that later uh, because we got some more segments and stuff to do up before that, before the little watch along. So I I actually just, how I discovered Mario was through Kind of Funny. Uh, I saw you on Games Daily with with Andy at the end of uh, is it Mexican Heritage Month or is it uh, Latinx Heritage Month? Is it was it, yeah, it was Hispanic so- Heritage Month. Uh, I did the Games Daily with Greg. Oh, was it with Greg? Okay, yeah, they had the, that panel with everybody in it. I right, just, Andy was kind of instrumental in helping. Uh, right, yeah, gotcha. he, he saw my tweet, which then allowed for them to create that week, which then pulled in everybody to do the individual days, and then they did that final right. panel at the end. Um, you know, I you know 
Wish I was invited. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I enjoyed my I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed my time that I got. That sounds so. like that sounds like improv at stage here. We have like we used to have a Thursday night show that old Bo never got invited to perform on. You know, that's fine. Everyone else on my team did, but whatever. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We all had a lot of fun. I was there pretty much every week, and then I even got asked back after my sort of my tenure was that you, you do sort of you do a few weeks, and then if it's going well and stuff, sometimes you get asked back, and I did. That was really cool. That made me feel good. We, we all got our improv diplomas, but yet I'm the only one on stage that doesn't get to do the Thursday show. <laughs> oh, did you, get a, did you get a diploma too? Did they give you one? Fuck That's- you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I don't even know what we were saying. Oh. What were we talking about? Oh, okay. So hearing that, um, you obviously have, uh, have, a, have a very, not a mixed bag, but a melting pot heritage, right? Yes. Growing up, was there any... Uh, uh, luchador wrestling or lucha lucha libre well yeah i mean uh, and again uh, thank you to wcw because they had a lot of that right. very early on in the cruiserweights uh you know la parka is the first thing that comes in my head uh Huchu guerrero oh, god uh, we love la parka you know, <laughs> what, do, do, can i can i just jump in really quick do Go you ahead. have any do you have any um memories of la parka <laughs> i mean this is a segment <laughs> Go ahead. Mario, obviously, do you have the, I don't have any direct obvious <laughs> memories, but obviously, I just remember that dance. You can't, I can't forget that. That's dance. the one. You can't dance. forget that dance. Yeah. And in uh, the video game, all probably all three. Yeah. His taunt was that dance. Yeah. His D pad left or whatever, and that's all I have to say about it. It was beautiful, and yeah. it's he shakes, shakes his knees together. He spins around as if there's a chair there. His, uh, uh, do you know about his 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 uh, his family, his kids, and his nephews wrestling right now? No, but I, it's, so I know that there's like La Parka, and then I know there's La Park. <laughs> yeah, there's the team La Park or the group La Park, and yeah. then there's La Parka Junior, but he's just called La Parka. But yeah, there's like four of them, and I think Mil Muertes is part of it too. They look. We have a thing here about shit house. We mentioned shit closet, shit house, because shit house is an idea. All right, it's a feeling. And the Laparka family, the 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 Parks, the Laparks are shit house, sure. and it, it's it's cool. Yeah. So you're right. So you're saying WCW did show a lot of that lucha libre kind of cruiserweight and of course stuff. I can't go out saying Rey Mysterio Jr. Yeah, right. Clearly, oh, all yeah. the Rey Mysterios. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm seeing, you know, Dominic kind of come up. It's been kind of nice, especially since he had such a weird rise with the storyline. So to see yeah, we've mentioned, I've mentioned that's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. They did. Mike they did something with Brock, right? Is that no, no, no? It was with. Uh, it was with. Uh, see, full disclosure, Mario. <laughs> Mike and I don't watch WWE. No, at all, enough. very often. Um, I actually did watch Raw because I figured it's a go home to Rumble. I should come into this episode at least knowing a bit because I know it sounds like you watch the uh, the product right now. I watch the big events because the major day to day stuff is no bueno. No bueno. Yeah, <laughs> no. it's too no bueno. it's too much. No, I, I right now if like if I had to say like I would watch on the regular AEW just kills it on every day of the week. Perfect, because that we're an a we're an AEW household here yeah. uh, on the, in the shit house. That makes sense though. Growing up watching WCW, yeah, having yeah. the fond memories of uh, that alternative program uh, that wasn't the WWE, and now we have that again. And we're all super into it and on board, and I think that that is... And, and Sting is back. <laughs> oh, I know. Be still my heart. Mike, yeah. tell us, tell Mario, like, when you saw Sting, how sexy it was. Like, how the sultry look that Sting with gave that? It was the... not sexual. It was absolutely not sexual. He was just, he was very serious in the ring. 
and yeah. platonic with everyone as he was like staring at them for like 45 consecutive <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it's too long. It was pretty long. It was good. I love it. Yeah, the newest promo where he's from Last Dynamite, where he's with with uh, with uh, Darby Allen. Darby Allen breaking the windows. Good. That's the sting I want to want to hear talk. I don't want to hear goofball sting talk in the ring. I don't want that. But <laughs> before we get to our favorite wrestlers, sure. uh, who is your favorite wrestler? Ah man, I, again, and when it comes to, and, I, and it's always going to be early, early on. I would have to say it either. Every other day it switches, but if I had to say, I think Sting is the one that was the icon yeah. in terms of just the way that he approached uh, his movements. Yeah, every time I've seen, you know, I've seen him on, you know, on screen. Just his, even the music at the time was also cool. Obviously, this is roughly a little, this is a little bit later than I would say for the Crow era, but still, just that <laughs> iconography. I didn't know I yeah. was in a goth phase before I was in a goth phase. So. Oh, you had a goth phase, huh? Oh. I had a ska phase. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Us, us pasty white Texans usually go through a ska phase. Is what we do. <laughs> But yeah, 100%, I think Sting just brought it. Even, I remember buying one of his VHSs and seeing the fact that there was a surfer Sting. I was like, whoa, he's cool too. He's got that neon look. And I was like, I kind of always wanted like that version to come back in some way. And I, I kinda, was going to ask, what's your preference? Yeah, I kind of have it with Cody Rhodes in some aspects, where Cody Rhodes fits that mold of sort of like surfer Sting, even though he's a lot skinnier. Um but at yeah. the same time, he, I just love his storytelling. So my modern day favorite wrestler right now is Cody Rhodes, mm. only because he fits in those molds of those post older wrestlers and mm. pulls out a lot of psychology, like from his father and stuff like that. So that's awesome. That's pretty much where I, I lineage from. And the fact that one day I'm probably going to see them fake fight each other one day, even if yeah. it's going to be a cinematic match, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I got to got to protect thing. I love the rise of the cinematic match. To be perfectly honest, yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty fun. You get to do some wacky stuff like Matt Hardy changing clothes out of nowhere. That's fun. Well, Mike, thank you, Mario, for yeah. your favorite wrestler. Yeah. Mike, you, you usually ask a question a question of me, right? I do. Yeah, I'm so glad that I get to you now. Now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? Mike, my favorite wrestler this week is uh, Evil Uno of the Dark Order. <sighs> And if you follow him on Twitter, you'll know because he he's he's a great follow on Twitter. He always talks in third person. He gives a wonderful stunner. I've seen these gifts over and over throughout the last week of just him doing crazy stunners on Stu or other people back in the day. And the fact that he is finding his own in in the Dark Order, which is now so historically, Mario, I've loved the Dark Order <laughs> since the jump. Yeah, and the oh, the untimely passing of of, of Brody Lee was extremely sad. Um, but I'm glad to see that also that Dark Order is still giving a getting a lot of love uh, from that. Yeah, so, and I like that Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are gonna get in their shine. And I love Evil Uno, Mike. That's my favorite wrestler. Well, that the fantastic answer uh, for uh, both of from both of you this week. Um, Evil Uno and the Ribcage Stunner. I want to see that happen on AEW yeah. TV. I want to also point out that my favorite thing about Sting was that he was uh, the believable antagonist for the NWO. You had a pack of wolves, and then you had one lion in crow face paint. You know what? With the wolf pack, you 
You might go home in a body bag, is what I learned from the Wolfpack music. I know. And then this... Conan would come out yeah. and fucking rap, and then Ray took his mask off, and it was the worst. Yeah, it was <laughs> God. But yeah, all he had to do was sit there in the rafters and stare down. That's all he had to do yeah. for like six months. <laughs> Something that's great. Anyway, I think, yes, Sting was uh, WCW's uh, Undertaker equivalent in terms of the Undertaker having being uh, the, the the person that could topple uh, t- more like one big monster in his case, like whether it was y- Yokozuna or whatever, all these monsters he's in the ring with. But Sting with the baseball bat, the equalizer, uh, ha- like the odds were still even somehow because Stink would just like appear and beat the shit out of a bunch of guys with a baseball bat. And you're like, oh, that is not supposed to happen. Yeah. That is cool. <laughs> My favorite comic book moment that man has ever done is when he was wearing the mask of Sting. Oh, I know. <laughs> he pulls it up and it's Sting. And it's the actual Sting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cheesy. Everybody That's the kind of wrestling I love. Yeah. Is when it's just cheese ball stuff like that, but it's still taken extremely seriously. So, Mike, that's great. Yeah. Well, speaking of cheese ball, my favorite wrestler. Uh, is... I realized you never said it. Yeah, I didn't say it. No, thanks though. Thank you for trying to segue out. Is oh oh oh, 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 we sing a lot in the show too. Oh, yeah, Tell us about Jungle Boy this week for me. Jungle Boy Jack, Jungle Jack Perry, just had an absolute masterpiece like ice cream sundae of a match with with dax we haven't talked about that that loss you love ftr how did that feel it felt great i mean it was like definitely humiliating for dax to give up and the way he tapped too the way he tapped her was just like oh yeah no this hurts real fucking bad it was that (laughs) gentle tap like no 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 please stop please (laughs) please uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's great. I, we're going to have to justify it and explain it, and Dax will talk, find a way to talk his way out of it, and then they'll probably break somebody's knees, <laughs> uh, you know, put them in that figure four and have Cash come down and stomp on their knee and break it. Uh, something like that. I don't know. I, I'm just I, – I, I, th- that's an example of a team that can lose, and it's still compelling because you're kind of wondering how they're going to rebound from it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, they, yeah. they can sustain losses. So that's not – I don't have a problem with Jungle Boy getting pushed as, like, a legitimate singles competitor. Uh, and that that match was one of my favorites that I've seen in a long time. It was really and cool. Given, given their buildup for Jungle Boy, I mean, the fact that he had, I think, two major matches before that, and he's lost them, but he fought his ass off in them, yeah. like the Jericho match. Yes. The 10-minute – yeah, the 10-minute uh, Iron Man match. I'm trying to remember. There was another one. I'm trying to remember what it was, but – but I'll start with just the Jericho one. Yeah. The fact that he lasted that long and then now is giving this sing- like a, a single push in this aspect for that. I was like, yes, yeah. he could do it. Oh, it was Cody, wasn't it? That other match? Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. I think, he, I think they went yeah. for the belt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, 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 I dig uh, Drunk Boy. And I love the fact that Joseph Kahn's like, I got a present for you. Here's this music. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I yeah. swear to God, the first time I heard it was in Biodome. I'm pretty positive. Yes. Mike hates Winter Soldier, but he loves Biodome. That's the other. That's the other thing about the show. We try <laughs> to bring up. Movie. Yeah, yeah. We try and bring up Biodome at least once an episode. There you so go. we come. We box has been the box has been checked. But uh, before we uh, get to the match, I think I have I have another question 
For no, for you don't, you. sir, because Ooh. I got a segment real quick what? for you, buddy. Some, oh, no. Mario, sometimes I spring a little segment on, oh, on, no. on Mike. Oh, no. And either makes <laughs> no. him... Oh, it's going so good. This is going so it good. It either makes him real happy or he hates it. This one is... You know, Mario, we're going to get you out of here before before uh, tonight's Royal Rumble is what's going to happen. Because the Royal Rumble is happening tonight, Mike. And, Mike, I know you keep up with the product. <laughs> you know, I know you keep up with the modern product. So, Mario, Mike, here is the Rum Royal Rumble card. Royal Rumble card. We're going to go through what it. What is this segment called? What this is uh, Who's Gonna Win, Baby? It's what the segment's called. Who's Gonna <laughs> Win, Baby? That's never and happened on the show before. <laughs> who's Gonna Win, Baby isn't a segment. That's never It is happened. now. Oh, my uh, can, God. I need you to write, because uh, this, this episode's probably going to come out February 16th. Happy Valentine's Day. Can you write a segment song for this, Mike, by then? You suck. Can you suck. write a whole? <laughs> you suck. Yeah, I can, but I hate you. <laughs> All right, so uh, the matches. Uh, uh, Charlotte Flair and Asuka are the champions, tag champions, versus uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Mario, who's going to win? Uh, it's got to be Asuka and, and Charlotte. There's no light. They've ruined the, that other team, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't even know what the other team is. Nia, that one? Yeah, that the team? Nia one, yeah. Well, so has Nia, is because Nia hurts people whenever 1, she wrestles? 1,000% like... they hurt people, um, but also Shayna Baszler, I think, just should just be a single star, and I have no idea why they're teamed up together. Correct. Sasha Banks, champion, I believe, versus Carmella. Mike, who's going to win? Oh, uh, 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 Sa Sasha. That took way too long. I don't know. It took Sasha? way too long. You mean like... Mandalorian star Sasha yeah. Banks? Oh. God, so. let's talk about that. Let's just talk about Star Wars. That was a good season. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns, the champion, versus Kevin Owens. Mario, who's going to win? Sadly, it's going to be Roman Reigns. It's going to be Reigns. Yeah, Roman it's going to be. Yeah. Isn't he? So, I, again, I'm not really watching the product, but is he kind of good now, though? Is yeah, Paul yeah, Hammond yeah, with him? And he, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun to no, watch. I have no qualms with, obviously, yeah. with Roman Reigns. Uh, ever since he's come back and even done the heel stuff, I think it's just perfectly fine. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, as much as I love Kevin Owens, I just have a feeling that Roman Reigns is going to go over. Drew McIntyre Championship versus Goldberg. Mike, who's going to win? Bill is going to win. You think he's going to win, isn't Bill's he? He's going to beat Drew, isn't yeah, he? Bill. Big Bill. They're going to Brock. They're going to Brock Drew. It's going to be great, but they're going to Brock Drew. We'll check in when we, you know, in four weeks and see how we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good good speculation. Last two things are the Royal Rumbles matches. Uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, Mario and Mike, who do you think will win that, both of you? Okay. The Women's Rumble. Women, who I hope will win the Women's Rumble is Bianca Belair. Not knowing who's in it. Okay. But I assume she's in it. Bianca's in it. Is she feuding with Bailey, which is a title holder, right? Yeah. Doesn't that usually pull you out of the Rumble? Well, I don't know. Are anyway, they okay. Are so, match this tonight? No. I don't even know. No. They're not? No. No. Then maybe. I don't know. Okay. My guess, and it's... Because I keep hearing rumblings, and I'm wondering if this is true. I think we're going to have a surprise entrant, and that surprise entrant, sadly, going to be Ronda Rousey. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she is really? poised to come back. Huh? I think she will actually come back and might actually win it to gain the WrestleMania spot. I liked watching her whenever she had her four matches or three matches. I liked the style that she was fighting with, which is like pseudo real and kind of grapple heavy. Yeah. But... It would be cool to see her back, yeah, but I wouldn't want her to win it. But, yeah, knowing Vince, she, yeah, she would win it. That yeah. makes sense. All right, men's Royal Rumble. Who wins it? Mario, you start. I love everyone on the internet. It's like, oh, fucking Shinsuke Nakamura, win again, please. But I'm going uh... <laughs> to... Who I want to win? I want uh, I want Cesaro to win. I love Cesaro, and he gets no recognition whatsoever. Yeah. 
So yeah. I'm going to say that's my answer, even though I have no faith. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know what's going on with Cesaro right yeah. now. <laughs> so, I just know that he's being underutilized. Yeah, it's his career in WWE. Mike, <laughs> who <laughs> is going to win the Men's Rumble? Who's going to win? That's what everybody wants to know. Uh, Everyone. Everyone's point. Especially when this episode comes out mm-hmm. three, two weeks later, yeah. they're going to want to know. Way after it already <laughs> happened. I also <laughs> hope that Cesaro wins, for sure. Uh, my official pick, though, is Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Baby face hurt business himself. Uh, oh, wow. That little faction they got going. Because, again, I said I watched Raw, the go home. Yeah. Which had two matches on the Hulu cut, I think. It yeah, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but they shut the whole Hurt Business angle. That seems like a pretty powerful stable I wouldn't want to fuck with. Yeah, but for some reason, they just will not give Ricochet the time or day to join the match. I don't know why. He seems poised to join them, but they keep beating his ass. I yeah, well, he's not a very good wrestler. What? <laughs> yeah, Ricochet's not very good, or, like, he doesn't do a lot of cool stuff. He's not very exciting to watch, so I understand why yeah, he doesn't none of those get a lot things. of... None of those things that Ricochet can do. He's just a dry, you know, dry blanket. Yeah, blanket? Super, he's a blanket. He's a, no. he's a dry blanket, super dry <laughs> and lame, and just like anybody can do what he does, so whatever. This is the Vince McMahon opinion. Yeah, this is just the drafts also. he has in his Twitter. <laughs> he's pa- like, pal. He <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, you said you had a question for me, a final question before we do the match? Yeah, or oh, are we done with who's going to win, baby? Yeah, it's the pay-per-view. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, yeah. Again, like I said, we'll check back in a couple of weeks. Mm. See how we did, Mike. Mario, you might not beat here. Sure. I'll tweet you. I'll tell you how you did. All right. <laughs> the test scores. Yeah. I got another question for you. Yes. Okay, Mike. Yes, sir. Do you have one for me? I have one for you. A shit house. Mario, he did not bring one, but that's fine. The guests just show up and talk. It's we don't want to give you homework. <laughs> and our previous uh, discussion earlier in this episode has led me to choose this. I had several options coming in today. This is this is my pick, and I think it's really going to land with my friends. So in this segment, Mario, we uh, share something with each other and determine if it is indeed shit house. <laughs> And you can figure out just with context clues what we mean. So yeah, just what whatever your heart here. tells you. That's <laughs> that's the answer. That's there is no there's no right or wrong. There's only is it shit house to you. So this is a. I need to know. Did you pick this, ladies and gentlemen? We're looking at a tweet from Mongo and friends. That's our at. That's our Mongo. Uh, it says more Laparka for your soul. <laughs> now, and it's Laparka and Goldberg. It's a gif. Did you choose this? in the moment just now or was this before you knew mario's infatuation with laparka uh this was before but i i had it i had it on speed dial because i knew i was it was eventually it was going to be a submission i just didn't know when like what episode right. this was going to be my shithouse submission but this right. all the stars aligned brother and like it came together yeah. and i'm like this is this is what i'm feeling for this episode mario tell tell the listeners what uh, we're witness, witnessing in this seven-second gif. Yeah, so we're obviously witnessing uh, Laparka striking Goldberg 
in the head with the steel chair and then sort yeah. of him shrugging it off while the park is dancing <laughs> and lines yeah. him up perfectly for the spear. Now, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have some problems with this one uh, because apparently uh, Goldberg's head is strong enough to take care of a chair, but it's not strong enough for a door and fuck up a match with The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, oh, oh yeah. He took it. He yeah. took it right to the dome. Man, that sucks. <laughs> so every time you see, every time, that's hard with this attitude. I'm sure we might see it in the match tonight, too. Just headshots are so scary. Yeah. LaParka's got a thrill. Man. He's, he's thrilled to do it. Why does um, LaParka, wow, man, that reaction from LaParka after you brain somebody with a steel chair as hard as you can, and they just, like, growl at you. Like, the reaction is then to dance, and I well, love no, that. no, he doesn't notice. He's he, dancing because the crowd's popping, but yeah, he thinks he they're popping it? for his chair shot. Oh, you know, he does look at him no, for a he second. Sees, <laughs> yeah, for a like, second he sees like, that. Yeah, oh, he does. I was going to say he was dazed, but no, he's just staring at him. Yeah, I thought he turned around immediately, but no, he, he hits him for a second. He hits yeah, him, he and then he's him. like, oh, I got to hulk up here, but did okay. war get well, my second chair shot ready? <laughs> Suspension of discipline. We knew. We know the intent. Mario, is it shithouse? I think it's pretty shithouse, in my opinion. Yeah, it's 100% shithouse. I think you got yeah. the game. You got the game. You figured it out. You know what it means. Uh, it's pretty... Shit house, but what shit is it? Is it the chair shot shit house? Is the dance shit house? Is the oh the dance is never oh well hmm. the blatant disregard for kayfabe uh, the chair shot is that shit house? <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with the the blatant uh, kayfabe for the chair. I think yeah. that's the shit house part. God, that dance, the dance, that's perfect. <laughs> Mike, thank you for this quick immediate gift. You're welcome. Mine is also uh, luchador related. And it's funny because and it's Mario, it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> I, the last thing I want you to think is like, we got you on here and then all these fucking token, <laughs> token shit we're showing you. No, I've had this one bookmarked on, uh, since your scoff ep- phase, you've had it bookmarked. <laughs> no, cause the article's only a few, a week old oh, or so, okay. but I've had it bookmarked on just a random episode and then it plugged into, into Mario's here. It's good. Uh, tell me, uh, are you familiar with Blue Demon Jr. and Blue Demon? Well, rest in peace, Blue Demon, but Blue uh, Demon Jr. Yes. Vaguely. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. There's an article in the chat on, on was it, is it Vice or Vox? Uh, Vice. Mike and Mario, just read the headline. You can peruse the story if you want. Tell me if this situation is shithouse. <laughs> I'll read it. Uh, from Vice World News. The, max, uh, the masked luchador uh, Blue Demon Jr. wants to run for office in Mexico without showing his face. <laughs> yeah, This is like a situation where you have Santo being a movie star, uh, as starring as himself in all these movies like Elvis, but he never take you know, he doesn't take the mask off because yeah. he's Santo. Uh, but in real, now we're just like in real life where you are making decisions about your like town or. Yeah. Uh, county or whatever, but you never show your face. So I read the article. So it, it's him and two other luchadors, also part of AAA, that are that the city council around abouts around Mexico City, I believe, wants them to run because it's a really crime ridden area, or the city next to it's really crime ridden. So they're like this platform where uh, Demon Junior's on one, then his two friends are on two other things, and they're and but they're they're running, of course, masks. They're not going to take their masks off because. Yeah. How dare? Who would? That's ridiculous. His dad was in the article says Blue Demon was buried in his mask. That's how important it is. Yeah. yeah. So 
Is this shit house though? Yeah, I mean, to me, yeah. This is super shit house. Also, being buried in your mask is very shit house. That's not the thing in question. No, Mike. I know. But, right? Yes, <laughs> running for public office as a luchador and not removing your mask to me is super, super shit house. It's like it's like the Jesse Ventura situation times four hundred. For me, we can we even have a, an allegory here in America. I mean, the fact that he's willing to rock a mask while running for office, and Kane doesn't have the balls to do God, to do fucking it. Fucking Kane, Glenn, get with it. I mean, I know you won, but it would have been cooler if you won in that mask. One hundred percent. Does he have the fake the fake hair and everything, yeah. or is it fake just hair the mask? Everything? Yeah, <laughs> I will say I give him props for being mayor and still wrestling. I'll give him that. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Just you know, file your taxes and own a gun. That's all you got to. <laughs> That's his, he's libertarian. That's just my, yeah, that's no. my only go-to joke for libertarianism. Um, awesome. Uh, if my mayor rocked a mask, her name is Lori Lightfoot. That would be the best. But instead, her mask is like this. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that, at least right. that, that's good. That's yeah. good, at least. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, my notes are gone, but who said it was shithouse? Did we all agree? Yeah, I think mine? we all agree. I believe it's perfect. Well. Okay, cool. I'm yeah, wow, perfect. It. Two for two today. Mike, tell us about the match we're about to watch. Okie dokie. So we are going to watch Eddie Guerrero taking on... Why am I talking like this about the match? This uh, is not how the podcast sounds. We're going to watch Eddie Guerrero. I guess it's because I'm excited and I haven't uh, seen this match in its entirety. Just like little snippets and sort of I know of the match, you know. But uh, yeah, we're going to watch Eddie Guerrero challenge Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship at No Way Out 2004. Uh, the way this match came about was that uh, the Royal Rumble was won uh, by uh, He Who Shall Not Be Named uh, this year. <laughs> and after Chris Benoit won the Royal Rumble, he decided to challenge Triple H for the World Heavyweight title, which is the old big gold belt that they had in WCW, but but once after they unified the belts, they ununified them. Can I stop you? Yeah. But Mario, what do you think about that belt? Like oh, that I giant... The, the original okay. WCW belt? Yeah. Gorgeous. I think Perfect. it's... Perfect. That's, that's a pristine... Solid answer. That's yeah. the it's answer. It's a good yes. belt. It's a good belt. Right. I don't know, man. If you didn't like that no. belt, I don't think I could trust Second and none someone. to the spinny belt. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh God, the spinner. <laughs> I think, Mike, you've, you've expressed uh, some love for the spinner belt, haven't you? Do you have a replica spinner belt, Mario? Are you looking no. for a replica? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find this book on here, that, but I can't see it. I don't know if I'm that would be a good coffee table book, just yeah. big images of all the belts from over time from different companies. Mm, yeah, sure. I like we gotta that. we got to publish that. Tope Suicida coffee table book and get sued out the ass is what will happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike, continue your synopsis. I'm uh, sorry. Okay, yeah. So um, because uh, uh, Benoit decided to challenge Triple H, who at uh, this time was uh, the World Heavyweight Champion competing exclusively on Raw. This was during the first brand split that they had um, back in 2003, 2004. And uh, so that left no one uh, to challenge uh, the WWE champion, who was Brock Lesnar, competing on SmackDown. And so on SmackDown, they held a 15-man Royal Rumble match, and that was won by Eddie Guerrero. And that earned him an opportunity to face Brock Lesnar for the belt. I'm sorry, the uh, championship award at No Way <laughs> at No Way Out. Not a belt. Mm -mm. In February. <laughs> 
that's exciting. Well, we're going to get to it uh, right after this break. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the historic Palace of the Cows here on the outskirts of San Francisco, 11,000 wild, raving, wrestling maniacs have jammed themselves into this foul-smelling building to get a look at tonight's main event. It is a spectacular clash of the invincible champion, Brock Lesnar, who will defend his title against fan favorite and longtime wrestling Jesus, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie's daughter, Charlotte, actually, I think lives here in Chicago as well with her husband, uh, Matt the Drama King, a.k.a. Uh, oh, my God, what was his name in WWE? Aiden English. Aiden English, that's right. Really, Mike? You're friends with Aiden. Yeah, you're I'm friends good with Aiden. Mike. With, I'm good buddies with Aiden. Yeah, he no, wished us, awesome. uh, yeah, happy Tope Day on our anniversaries, our one year anniversary. <laughs> it wasn't. A, it wasn't a cameo. He's just good. Friends it wasn't with a Mike. cameo. We're best. We're good friends. <laughs> What's a cameo? I don't even know what you're talking about. So. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. I feel like you bought those, but we'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah, well, it's because you're jealous of me. As the champion strides confidently to the ring with his beautiful gold belt, everyone gets a terrible feeling in the pit of their stomach because they know there is a man out there who is about to jump aboard the train of pain. And the conductor of that train is Brock Lesnar, except somebody forgot to tell Eddie Guerrero that he had a ticket booked on that train because he drove his goddamn self to the arena tonight in his own Super cool, lowrider, Viva La Raza, the challenger, Eddie Guerrero, is in the building. How do we feel about Brock's haircut? Is it good, Mike? Is it good, Mario? Is it fashionable? This is another segment called Is It Good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get a lot of winning segments. Um, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not good. Eddie's tights are great, though. Eddie's tights are spectacular. The gold boots are something else. Not gonna lie, I think I do like uh, the the shorts on Brock here than his current iteration, which is sort yeah. of the MMA stuff. Yeah, I like my wrestlers tight, Mario. I like them everything tight, clothing tight. Yeah, no sponsors on them. Yeah, no sponsors. Sponsored by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. Jimmy yeah. John's baby. <laughs> God, I wouldn't be surprised if he fucking tattooed his his sword on his chest. He changed into the J from Jimmy John's. <laughs> Like I give one shit about your stupid car, Lesnar screams. I go out into the woods with a fucking bow and arrow and I kill giant animals. You think I'm worried about your little ass? All right, to the match. Mike, what are we seeing here? Eddie kicking ass is what I'm seeing. No, well, I mean, we're seeing Eddie kind of fighting for his life. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. It looked like it was on his head. Man, Eddie, Mike, I think Eddie, it feels like he he's just got no way out. <laughs> Good. That's great. Good stuff. Oh. This is why we're comedy partners, because these jokes. But just 
when it seems Guerrero is out of the fight before it's even really began. The champion makes a colossal mistake, executing a flying knee that totally whiffs on Guerrero's face and instead it's nothing but sweet, delicious atmosphere, sending the champion tumbling to the concrete floor and sending our SmackDown announced team into hysterics. Both the evil and tiny weasel man, Michael Cole, and the human suplex machine, Taz, which doesn't make any sense. That's his nickname doesn't make any sense. It presupposes that there is such a thing as a regular suplex machine, like, a, like an automobile or a forklift, the human forklift, the human automobile. There is no such thing as a suplex machine. So there can't be, like there, the only kind of suplex machine is a human one. I can't talk about this anymore. I have a new love for Taz. Like, if you go back in the show, Mario, when you listen to all 66 episodes, you know, when you go back, uh, <laughs> I have a history of not liking Taz on commentary, but I've since changed my tunes from like dark, mm-hmm. AEW dark and dynamite it's, and shit. It's because Taz loves Tarzan Boy. He loves that song. He just will like <laughs> sing it the, for the entirety of dark if you let he him. Breaks, yeah. He breaks character uh, to love that song. Uh. Just Taz and Excalibur. They just don't give it a shit. It's like 1 a.m. when they're doing it or 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. when they're doing it. JR is at the bar. <laughs> and now, improbably, Guerrero is the one on the attack. The champion has been grounded. He's in a little bit of trouble now. Guerrero working on his knee. He's got an STF on. My God, it's a step over to face lock. Luthes. One world titles with that move. That's how you put it on, John. That's yeah, how you that's put how it you on. That's how you do it. Listen to that crowd. Listen to that crowd. Also, I, I just like I love that escape from Brock, where he where he pries the hands open to get that pressure, and then tries to kind of squirm away, and Eddie captures his leg and stomps on it to try and stop. I don't know. It's just like so uh, not stupid. <laughs> you know, Ex- excellent analysis from Mike. <laughs> oh man, the momentum is swung in the favor of the champion again. However, as Lesnar is now regaining his vertical base and has those giant mitts locked around the waist of Eddie Guerrero, it is a ferocious bear hug. The pain from which, no doubt, would make the torture methods used during the Spanish Inquisition feel like a day at the goddamn spa. I like this a lot because it's, it's yeah. like he's reaching out to the sky. Like, I need all the help in the world. All the luchadors, please come to me. Yeah. <laughs> that was his Harry Potter moment where, like, the wands are touching and he sees his parents and shit. <laughs> <laughs> he sees the whole Guerrero lineage. <laughs> oh, fuck. But inexplicably, Guerrero 
just will not die, ladies and gentlemen. He's back on the offensive, and he's going for that triplet of vertical suplexes. Yes, it's the three amigos, and now he is climbing to the top turnbuckle for his patented frog splash. Oh, but the champion moves out of the way, and now he has him hoisted up on his shoulders. Surely this is the end. It's going to be an F. Five. Oh, but he, the referee, the referee is down. Brock has got him beat, but there is no one there to make the count. Brock is livid. He goes to the outside and he grabs his championship belt. He's got a clobber, Guerrero, but what? Out of nowhere, it's, it's Goldberg. Goldberg is here. Uh oh, there he is. How are you doing, William? Front row, front row for that, yeah, babe. <laughs> what's what's the opinion on Baron Corbin on the show? <laughs> it's just a, a large shoulder shrug, indifference. I am a perfect walking muscle potato. Goldberg screams as he flies through the air like a horrible bald-headed harpoon spearing Lesnar almost right out of his fucking boots. Guerrero is now crawling to make the cover. He's got him, hooks the leg. Oh, Lesnar kicks out. That couldn't have been any closer. That was two and nine tenths. What is Eddie going to have to do? He knows. He knows what he must do. He has the belt now, and he's going to take Brock's head off. But the champion ducks, and now he's going for another F5. But it's a counter, a counter DDT on the title. Eddie is ditching the evidence. He throws the belt to the outside, and he climbs once again to the top turnbuckle for his beautiful flying frog splash. Eddie Guerrero is victorious. Finally, after so many years of being one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, he can finally say, God damn it, it was all worth it because today I am WWE Champion and it's God as my witness. No one can take that away from me. All right. We're back. Everyone, we've, we've just watched Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar at No Way Out 2004 with our new, a fresh and new friend, Mario. What did everyone think of the match? I mean, I had a blast because uh, it, it is exactly the epitome of those stories of, you know, the David and Goliath, where you have this giant literal monster fighting this, not, not spelt, you know, he's, Eddie's got muscle. But, yeah. you know, from where he's come from, from being obviously the young cruiserweight to all the way to being heavyweight material, this is definitely more fun. Because, yes, he lasts longer than 10 minutes. He doesn't resort to constantly kicking him in the nuts. He doesn't yeah. do head stomps a thousand times. You know, he actually has to do some actual technical work to him to weigh him down. Mm -hmm. And he's um, when, and when he does want to resort to those cheap tactics, it's because he's at his final breath. Like, his, yeah. his desperation is so high. 
it's really great. Mike, what'd you what'd you think about this this match? Oh yeah, I love the hell out of it. I had so much fun watching this match. It was really good story that they told, little details. Um it wasn't a match where it was like everything is happening a mile a minute and it's just that I think that's kind of why I have a hard time with current WWE product is the just it's just like move 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 and we trade moves but there's camera angles quick cuts quick, quick cuts. Uh, zooming in and out yeah no th- surprise I mean, roll-ups there yeah <laughs> no i mean there was like uh little things like like eddie dra- having a hard time dragging brock because he's 300 pounds um the excitement that the crowd would go would hit when uh, eddie did like a low drop kick and like took his knee out those kind of those kind of things, dodging the the top rope drop kick and everybody, the air getting sucked out of the building, um, and uh, it was just yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful match, beautiful story, and a cool, uh, a really cool way for Eddie to win his his first and only world championship. Does he have a match in WrestleMania in the next month? Yes, he wrestles does Kurt he win, Angle. Like, does Kurt who does he keep the title or what? He does. He retains against Kurt, but it is not uh, the cleanest of victories. I mean, it, it is. He doesn't necessarily cheat, but he um, <laughs> tricks. He tricks Kurt. De- he deceives. He deceives. And actually, oh, God, it's su- you guys. Yeah, watch that match. It's a be- <laughs> I don't want to ruin the finish for you. It's beautiful, beautiful finish. It's a great match. I agree with all of what has been said. I really like this match a lot. I do also like, you mentioned Mike about pace. One example is when Brock has Eddie in the gut wrench hold and he's just, they're just kind of laying there and he can't, Eddie's fighting him so much. He can't get him to do a gut wrench suplex or power bomb or whatever. And it's just, he's holding him in a, like a wrestle. Like what would you norm, normally see as like a headlock? He's just holding him in a gut wrench and it's even more desperate because you know, Eddie's draped his stomach is just draped over Brock's huge forearms. It's just like really sad and, and slow paced. <laughs> and it's just, it gets to that, that finish where he misses that one count. He looks at the belt, tries to cheat, but then counters the F5 into the DDT on the belt. It's just really good. It's good yeah. shit. Good match. Yeah. All those, all those spots of Eddie, of Eddie reaching out to the, the, the crowd for support and help to get out of the bear hug or whatever he's in. Um, and the way that Brock took damage in the match, like the, the going over the top rope when he tried that high knee a second time or, um, just I've, the uh, Eddie going after his knees, like it just, it just, it all made sense. And it kind of gave the, it gave us hope for Eddie in a realistic way throughout the match. Yeah. And then obviously gaining with also the, the, uh, w- wonderful wa- uh, run in with uh, Goldberg to sol- solidify, yeah. obviously Titan and Titan hitting each other. Yeah. So that way you could have that release. Of, uh, I I liked Goldberg's uh, his tank as well because having Mike and I watching Iron Man last night, that logo, that Goldberg logo, right on the chest is very Iron Man like. I wonder is. if Favreau just saw Goldberg was like, hmm, in four years maybe I'll. Put this on Robert. That's a good look. That's a good. I love a good tank. We love a good tank. Yeah. 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 Anyway, well, that's uh, how we felt about the match. Uh, Mike, I'll let you know, Mario. We we want to know what Meltzer, Dave Meltzer, renowned wrestling critic, yeah. what he gave the match. And I usually let, I met that man. Yeah. Yeah, I met him. Was that like a convention? Uh, WWE 2K20 did a preview, and uh, he cool. was there behind me. 
And uh, Fun. Was a little weirded out and shocked. He also interviewed <laughs> Ric Flair for like 20 minutes and almost cut our time in half. But it's totally fine. <sighs> fucking he big time, dude. He fucking big time, dude. Fucking big time, dude. So uh, I'll let you both guess. Uh, Mario, you can start. What do you think Dave Meltzer on his famous five-star scale rated this match? Uh, well, I know that he doesn't normally rate WWE matches very high, but uh, in terms of like a five-star, so I'm going to have to say three to four. Four? I'll say four. Mike. I actually agree. I think four even. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he rated it four out of five stars. Oh! I don't like I don't like when Mike is correct. And now that both of you got it, I'm very irritated. <laughs> oh, no, you t- <laughs> oh, Yeah, babe. So here's what we, I mentioned this earlier, Mario, but we also have ratings too. Uh, Michael, let you start. What did you, how'd you rate this match? Oh yeah, no, I got it. I had quite a few, but uh, the one I want to use and kind of share with everyone is I gave this uh, 17 out of 20 Saturday morning cartoons. Why is that? Uh, because I mean, I know, of course I know you why, know but, why let, but let me yeah, just explain yeah. to everyone. Yeah. Uh, because it had all of your classic basic storytelling element, storytelling elements that, uh, got me emotionally invested in the match, uh, very much like, and also Eddie's character is cartoonish in that where you see him smile when he has mm-hmm. an opportunity to do something devious, very much like bugs being, you know, saying like, ain't I a stinker? kind of like one like that vibe you know but like you don't hate it because elmer fudd sucks like that dude sucks you know you don't mind that bugs is like playing tricks on him and running him around in circles and blowing him up and stuff because because elmer sucks and you're rooting for bugs and bugs has a great time doing it so uh yeah for me the match had a real real cartoony um at least from the from the like the the story slash like morality of it. It wasn't a super cartoony match in terms of action. Is though. Ref Hebner Daffy Duck in this match? Because like when he gets kicked by the F5, his he'd get kicked in the beak and the beak would spin around. Spun all the way is around his head multiple times. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. I think he's Daffy here. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. That's good. Well, I have a rating for this as well. Oh, please, yeah, share it. I have I gave this one. It's in, in our we have a book, Mario, that we made. It's a big manual of the ratings. And this one's on page eighty two. Uh it's 25 out of 25 uh, back uh, back zits. <laughs> and because that's the one thing about there's like dogs howling outside. Pseudo high definition wrestling is you see all the flaws you didn't see on your SDTV. And have, being a back knee person myself, I, I feel for Eddie. And I had around this time, 2004, had my huge back knee accident, you know, with all the back knee that I got. Mike, we've talked about it. I, where the shower would be so strong in college that it could pop it and then blood and pus would be everywhere. We talked about this, didn't we? No? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I feel for Eddie because I had a teacher once in class came by and gave an example to the class and like patted me on the back real hard. And then when I got back to the dorm room, my undershirt was covered in blood because he popped <laughs> my vicious back knee that Mike, you and I have talked about extensively. <laughs> and so every time Eddie hit the mat, all I could think about was, oh, God, I hope those are already popped because it's gross when they explode. That's all. But the wrestling was great. I love the match. <laughs> That's the score. 25 to 25 yeah. uh, unpopped back knees hits. They probably popped whenever we did the suplex, probably. Oh, yeah. Every powerbomb, every fucking time. <laughs> you get in a cold, cold bath after that one. Yeah. Mario, uh, do, uh, do you have a rating? You know what? I think I do. 
All right. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 biognomes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I honestly I have a good every time I'm in the biodome I have a good time. There's always shenanigans going on and there's yeah. obviously been some very good shenanigans within this match. You got, you know, the squirreliness of uh <laughs> of Eddie Guerrero as he's trying to take on uh big environment, uh big Brock Lesnar. So I'm the big environment. That would be such a cool wrestling name. Yeah. <laughs> the big environment. You know, you know Vince McMahon's got that in his book somewhere. Yeah, big he's got it. What's hot these days? Uh, <laughs> yeah. the Is Earth. Braun coming back? Can we re-gimmick Braun, pal? Call him the big environment. <laughs> Is there a way we could supersize Daniel Bryan? Call him big environment. <laughs> oh, what if it was a tag team name? <laughs> yes, that's it. That's it. You big already had Team Hell No, Big Environment. That's great. Yeah. See, this is why we like to workshop. This is why we'll be sending this to WWE. We'll send the audio clipping to him. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Anyway, you were saying something. Did you have a final uh, a finished thought with your rating? Uh, uh, no. Uh, again, uh, this the alternative name for this obviously is uh, nine out of ten Stephen Baldwin's. Uh, but otherwise, okay. yeah, we're all set. Perfect. Wow. Here we are. Look at us. <laughs> we're at the end, huh? Mario, tell tell the kids where, where they can find you online again. Uh, Twitter.com slash that Mario Rivera. You can find me at that location. Perfect. Hey, Mike, where can people find us? Oh, yeah. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Tope Suicida Pod. If you want to send us an email, let us know who your favorite wrestler is. Shout us a holler down. Tope Suicida Pod at gmail.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mike from TV, on Instagram at Mike from Television. Bo is at Bo Rosser on all platforms. And we'd like to extend this very, very special thanks. Sorry, Bo, I forgot to tell you about this. Uh, very special thanks to our sponsor, Ricky Starks, Honda, Chevrolet, and Ford Emporium. So, okay. Thank you. So that's Ricky good. I have Starks. to put that in the show. I have to put that in the show, is what you're saying? Ricky Stark, Chevrolet, right. Ford, and Honda Emporium. All right, we'll play that. We'll play that ad again as Mario's super confused what we're talking about. But uh, it's, I just it's signed a sponsorship thing. deal for us. It's all. It's I'm, I, I made some deals. So yeah, yeah. Made some cool deals. Got to make them happen. Yeah, he, and he did. So um, we have one last thing we do before we uh, bid everyone adieu, and that's uh, I need to know, Mike. Uh, wrestling. Uh, what's wrestling? Wrestling is togetherness. Wrestling is uh, the shared emotional experience of people that don't necessarily know each other all that well or at all, but connect over the shared human emotions uh, that we can all relate to. And I feel like that is really the beauty of pro wrestling. That's the thing I like the very best about pro wrestling is the fact that uh, it can it get you emotionally invested and you can connect with other people about that. What's wrestling to you, though, Bo? I've been thinking about this for this whole this whole time, and wrestling is similar to yours. It's about friendship, new and sort of new friends alike. Because, Mike, you're, we're not old friends. We've known each other for like a year and a half. Yeah. Or so. Mario, we're new friends. We've known each other for like now. Um, <laughs> but wrestling is that togetherness of, of new friends, uh, like you said, bonding over a shared a uh, uh, field of spoke of dorkdom, you know, pro wrestling, big, big dorky thing. We all love it. And wrestling is uh, every week, my wiener dog knowing when the show's wrapping because <laughs> she waits for him food right there. That's wrestling, Mike. Mario, what's wrestling? I mean, wrestling is Jungle Boy's new theme song. It is both melodic 
wonderful, goofy, ridiculous, and it just fits just right. That's all I have to say about wrestling. Perfect. Mario, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks. Wow. Great. If you want, we'll definitely have you back for sure. We have a competition called the Shithouse Shitacular we might do. Maybe you can come on for that. It's like a bracketed tournament. You can help out with that. Maybe we'll, we'll do that this year. But again, everyone, thank you. Uh, and we'll uh, tune in again next week. Suicida What Wrestling Can Be is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter Rosser. Thanks for listening. <laughs>